0: Hello, and welcome to my podcast. Let's talk savings 101. We're going to talk about savings in several different categories. Ways to save, different savings accounts, growing your savings, building equity, and finally 401ks versus IRAs. If you haven't listened to episode one of the series yet, I do recommend you do so as I will be referring back to it in a few parts of this episode. Everyone's savings goals are different. So in this conversation, we will be tackling several different ideas that you could apply to your savings goals. Like I said in episode one, I am not a finance guru. I'm just a normal person sharing some of my experiences as it's going to be true throughout the entire podcast series. All right, let's dive into ways to save. Finding ways to save honestly depends on how you live. You could be someone that gets Starbucks every day or you could be somebody already doing your best to keep your extra spending down to a minimum. The idea here is to review your expenses and where you shop and see if there is a way to change your habits to save more. You could go to the extremes of couponing and bleeding every single cent out of your savings. Sure, but just simple things like changing where you buy groceries or going for the generic brand over the name brand can have massive effects over the long run. Honestly, if you are truly struggling and looking to save, then you need to ensure you are going to the stores that will drive your savings. For instance, instead of going to Safeway to buy groceries, try Walmart, or even the 99 cent store. Yes, the 99 cent store, it has vegetables and fruits at a really good price. Instead of going to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, go to Winco, or Food for Less. In some cases, the savings will be small. But as you start doing this, you'll see your expenses start to shrink. But it's not always about where you're going, but also what you are buying and your lifestyle all together. If you truly want to find a way to save, you will most likely need to change your lifestyle. You need to evaluate what your biggest expenses are and research the ways to do them cheaper. This one is a, is an easy example. This one is an easy example. If you are hitting Starbucks more than once a week, then you can make your coffee at home. That will save you tons of money. I know I like to pick on Starbucks in my examples, but it is something that everyone understands is an extra expense that can be so easily saved. The general idea is to review your biggest expenses, whether it be grocery shopping, eating out, getting coffees, subscriptions, cable bills, and do research in how you can save in that category. This takes time and, and will. Like you have to really want to do this. But if you take a few minutes to do your research, you might be able to change how, you, how much you are saving and in a big way. But let's be honest, you can listen to hundreds of podcasts, watch dozens of YouTube videos, but you need to look at yourself and your expenses and do the work. If you aren't willing to do the work, then you aren't ready to start saving. And if you're lazy to do the work of actually figuring out your expenses, then use those finance apps like Truebill or Mint and let them do the heavy lifting for you. And don't forget, small savings is still savings and it will accumulate over the long run. The name of the game is time. All right, let's go into different savings accounts. Since you need a place to grow your money, if you notice, we aren't going to be talking about stocks or mutual funds throughout this conversation. The only thing we're going to discuss that comes close to that is the 401k section. And the reason for that is that m- for most of us, our savings are our way out of our current situation and it is not something we are willing to gamble. This is why during this conversation on different savings accounts, we'll be discussing options that will grow your money and still keep it fairly liquid, meaning you can still access it at any time you need it. So. There's your standard savings account. These barely grow your money. I'm talking about less than 0.1% of a return in most cases. So if you want your money to actually grow, then I suggest not putting your money into a normal savings account. In fact, some banks actually have checking accounts that pay dividends that are the same as their savings accounts. So a vanilla savings account is not even worth it. This is another place where a credit union is handy if you do choose to go with a vanilla savings account. So let me compare my bank savings account, which is a credit union to say Wells Fargo. My bank savings account is free, only a $5 minimum deposit, meaning you only need $5 in that account at any time, and has a return of 0.08. Whereas Wells Fargo has a $5 monthly service fee, so every month they're reducing your savings by $5, and so you're most likely going to be losing money, a minimum of $300 daily balance, and yet only has a return of 0.01, so 0.07% less than the credit union. So from my perspective, that's just all bad for Wells Fargo when compared to a credit union. But if you do go for a vanilla savings account, go for it, if that's your only option. But let's go through more options that you might have. There are also online savings accounts. These tend to have a much higher rate of return, although they do fluctuate a lot. Right now, they're fairly low, but still a whole lot higher than your vanilla savings accounts. So we're talking the less than 0.1% to currently most of them are about 0.6 or 0.7, which is huge. When I first signed up to an online savings account, the return was above a percent, which was great. And this applies to all the money in your account. And I say that because some of the options out there are tiered, so you might get a high percentage for the first $1,000 you put into the account, but then every dollar after that, you get a lower percentage. So when looking for savings accounts, ensure that it applies to all of your money. So right now, everyone is about, is below 1% because of the economy, but they still aren't half bad. I personally went with Ally Bank, but there are several different online banks you can go with, so definitely check them out. You can also do the rest of your banking with them as well. But I like to do my banking with a local credit union and only have my online savings account with Ally. As far as liquidity goes, this is slightly less liquid as it could take a couple of days until you receive your money into your regular checking account. All right, let's move to money markets. Something that we talked about in episode one. Now, this is generally my favorite type of savings account and is currently where I'm storing a bulk of my money in, although I am currently evaluating if I should switch back to the online savings account. Money markets vary from bank to bank, but uh, in a lot of places offer tier money markets, markets, where you can make a decent return on your first bundle of cash and still good returns for the rest. So for instance, I'm gonna go with my bank, They will give you a 2.5%, yes, 2.5 on your first $2,000 and between 0.3 and 0.85 after that. So the more money you put in, the higher rate of return you get for that tier. This is while keeping your money very liquid, just like a vanilla savings account. So I can instantaneously move money back and forth. The drawback here is that there is a minimum you need to have in the account, otherwise it'll tr- start charging you fees. But it is free to close. So when you need your money, you can pull it out and close the account. So do your research in the banks in your area and the types of money market accounts they have because they can vary greatly from bank to bank. Let's talk about CDs. So these are certificate of deposits. They're a type of savings account, but they're a lot less liquid than the other savings accounts we've discussed. The idea behind a CD is that you put a bundle of cash into a CD and you're not allowed to touch it for a set term. So let's say five years. And during those five years, you get a set percentage no matter what the market is. So compared to the other savings accounts we have discussed so far, this locks in the rate, while others can change based on the market. If you need to withdraw money, there can be penalties and other fees. So this is only okay if you're willing to not even think about doing anything with the money for whatever the term of the CD is. I believe these are becoming less and less popular with the emergence of money markets and online savings accounts which give similar returns with a higher, much, much higher liquidity. They have different C- types of CDs, but generally I would recommend staying away from these unless you are putting money away for your like, kid's future or a future project. Since these are more set and forget it types of savings, and something you would be able to utilize for your needs as they arise. Interest rates on these CDs greatly differ from bank to bank. So if you're actually interested in this, then like always, do your research. So I've talked about ways to save and where to save. And now we're going to talk about how to grow your savings. And I've talked about this in episode one of the series, but the idea behind growing your savings is honestly to put money in your savings. Now it sounds simple, but it could be difficult for a lot of us. So start off with the recurring amounts that goes into your savings no matter what leaving you money to spend for the rest of your month. This means paying yourself first. When you get your paycheck, the first thing you do is put your savings amount into your savings. So if it's $10, that $10 at the beginning of the month, right into your savings. Then any extra cash you get should also immediately go into your savings. So I'm talking about those tax returns, those gifts. If you're actually saving, you should be putting that right into your savings. Now this is obviously not possible for everyone because a lot of us are struggling out there, but the more you put away into your savings, even little by little, it will obviously grow. The more you put in, the more you'll get in dividends from the savings accounts we've discussed. Sometimes diversifying your savings will generate the biggest returns. For instance, if there are several tiered money markets in your area, where the first tier is a great return like mine's with 2.5%, then go open up the accounts and secure the first tier. The goal here is to maximize the amount of return you're getting for your money, just sitting there. Now, you'll hear about all these get rich schemes, but in all honesty, for most of us, growing your money in the bank is the safest way to get to the next level of money growth, which is, Equity growth. Now, building equity is the idea of purchasing something at one price and the value of what you purchase becomes greater than what you paid for it. This is something you usually build up to over time and it isn't something for those that are just starting to build up their savings. In most cases, this is going to be a house where you buy a house at a certain price and within a few years you sell it for more. This obviously takes a huge chunks of savings, but generally it has a greater rate of return than any savings account you could put your money into. With the obvious caveat that there are expenses and risks that could mean that you actually lose your money instead of growing it. There are different ways of building equity, but generally speaking, the safest way of doing this is buying a house since the housing market almost always is moving up. But short term, it can actually be fairly risky. I mean, it could go down like you saw in 2009, housing market crash. But this step of building equity is something that, if you've been saving and have a good bundle of money saved up and have a good enough cash flow, is a worthy step into building your net worth. All right let's finally talk about the 401ks and IRAs. Because these are the big driver of your hidden hidden savings. But before we dive into to it, let's go over some of the terminology because it's fairly convoluted. There are pre-tax and Roth 401ks. There are also Roth IRAs. All Roth really means is post-tax, whereas a normal 401k is pre-tax. Now, 401k is a retirement savings tied to your job, where an IRA or individual retirement account is something you do on your own outside of work. So if you're a contractor or something like that, that's your savings account for retirement. Generally, pre-tax 401ks and Roth 401ks are something you do through work as a way to save for your retirement. Some employers do a match to your 401ks, so it makes it worth it to set it up and put money away with every paycheck. If your employer offers a match in any way, you need to take advantage of that. It's extra money that's going towards your future. Just check the vesting periods. And what the vesting means is that usually you have to be with the company some set time frame before the money the company has invested truly becomes yours. The difference between the two mostly boils down to when they remove the taxes from the money. Pre tax 401k, you put in money prior to it being subjected to your income taxes. That is great. If you want to reduce your overall tax burden for the current year so let's say instead of having your fifty thousand dollars a year taxed you are taxed at forty six thousand dollars if you're putting about eight percent of your paycheck away this is really important for those that are teetering on a tax break since you could keep part of your income from being taxed at a higher percentage now the downside of that is you are at a whim of the tax laws when you do start utilizing that money which by the time we're old enough to withdraw it no one really knows what the taxes will look like. On the other hand, Roth IRAs or 401ks are when you invest the money after it's already been taxed. In return for not reducing your taxes at the beginning, every cent that you earn goes into your pocket for Roth IRAs, you can even have one set up at your local bank and does not lean on your employer offering it. So if this sounds like a better option to you than a 401k, then you can invest your money in an IRA or an IRA. Now, both of these options are for the long term since you can't really touch them without any penalties until you're 59 and a half and that might change as we get older. But, and this is a big but, there are ways you can utilize them throughout your life until that age. For instance, if you need to, you could borrow against your 401k, meaning that your interest on your loan can be more manageable with your 401k as collateral. You can also use the 401k as a fund in case of emergencies. The reason why I like the 401k so much, either pre or post tax, is that it usually gets withdrawn from your paycheck without you even thinking about it. You get to focus on your savings for the next five years with the money you make, rather than trying to plan for your near future and your retirement at the same time. What I would recommend you do is when you have the opportunity and the ability it's to set your contributions to grow by a percent every year. This way you are working towards your retirement without even thinking about it. There are some caveats that I'm not going to go over in detail here, such as max contributions, different types of use cases, and managing your 401k or IRA, and how it all truly impacts your taxes. That can be for a different conversation, But one thing I do want to mention is, both of these are based on the stock market. So if the stock market goes up, so do your 401ks and IRAs. Stock market crashes, so do they. You could lose money that you've been investing in for your entire life in an instant. And that's why I still do recommend some retirement planning in safer savings methods than just your 401ks or IRAs. Sure, for those of us that are still young, we will almost always make back our losses, and then some as time goes on. But as you start to approach that retirement age, having a security blanket other than your 401k or IRA or social security check is a must. So if you are young, keep that in the back of your head. Don't put all of your retirement eggs in the same baskets. All right, that's it for today's podcast. Feel free to check out our other episodes. Talk to you soon. Bye.